Hey, we're going to be quite a bit different today, obviously. Last Sunday, uh, we made a huge announcement here at Transformation Church, and we announced officially for the very first time that Pastor Brad and his wife Ashley are now the new lead pastors here at Transformation Church. Amen? And uh, it's good to hear you clapping. That's awesome. And uh, no, it, we, we really felt today because sometimes we're in so many meetings with our staff, and this is some, a journey that we've been on literally for three years, but really heavy for right at two years. And so it's not anything new to us, but we wanted to come today and just bring clarity and uh, remove any fears or answer any questions that we've heard. Uh, everything's been extremely positive, extremely supportive. But uh, some of the questions that rose up, I want to clear concerning me and, and myself and Kathy uh, right now. Number one, we're not going anywhere. Uh, as people have asked us, are y'all leaving? No, we're not going anywhere. Uh, we are moving up to the role of founding pastor and uh, we're going to be very involved in everything that's going on here at the church. We're just not leading it anymore. That burden is on him now. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to fish and bow hunt more. That's what I'm going to do. Yes, sir. But, uh, but I love my, get my kayak out and here we roll. But now we're going to be extremely busy here at the church. Uh, so we're not going anywhere. The question came up, are you retiring? And my answer was, what's that? Because uh, we don't retire, we work until we quit breathing because I love doing what I do. This is not a job. This is why I was born. And so we're going to keep serving in the church. And, and here's the fact that uh, most pastors either die or they wear the church out and somebody else has to come in and resurrect it. Uh, the average age of a pastor in America today is 54. Ten years ago, it was 44. That's not a good sign. That means many of those churches, most of those churches are not changing with the culture of the day, so they're going to fade off. We're not going to be one of those statistics. And the Bible talks about Aaron, the high priest of the temple, and his sons. You never hear Aaron mentioned without his sons because he was preparing the next generation to become the high priest. And the, one of the greatest joys of my life is to be able to sit here today and say that I've served my role, my season as senior pastor, lead pastor of this church but now that mantle has shifted to not just another person, but to my biological son. And, and I don't have to die, but I get to experience him take this church to a level that I could never take it. And so the mission, as we preached last Sunday, has been established for many years. The mission of this church does not change. Now we have a visionary that's going to take it into a new season. Pastor Brad is far more qualified at this season in his life to take the church to the next season than I am in my season of life. And it's healthy. The church is healthier than it's ever been. And so we're very excited. I always said I want to hand the church to my son when I want to keep it the most. And right now it's healthier than it's ever been. So it's best for him to take it and take it to the next level than me wear it out and then him try to resurrect it. And I get to be a part of that. So Kathy and I are moving our energy over into what we call the freedom aspect of the church. We have Sunday morning, no God, no God, no God. We're going to keep throwing a net and getting people saved. And last year, we had over 207 people fill out the Connect card that they give their heart to Christ in our Sunday morning. And that's something to celebrate about. And, uh, but I'm believing God for that to be 500 and 218. And I don't mean that just throwing a number at you. That's my prayer. Every morning is for us to see over 500 people commit their lives to Christ this year in our Sunday morning experiences. I believe we're going to double that this year under his leadership. 
Kathy and I are moving over to the freedom aspect of the church, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference, and we're going to be able now to pour our life into you and your family as you come to the church. Pastor Brad's going to keep throwing the net. How many knows if you go get a physical, you don't mind the young guy doing the physical, but if you have open heart surgery, you want the gray hair guy that's done a few. Come on, somebody. All right. Well, that's what we're doing. He's the young guy that's going to keep throwing the net and preaching away. And then Kathy and I are moving over to the freedom aspect, and we're going to be there to help do the surgery that you need in your life to get off of addiction, to get your marriage healed, do whatever you need to do. And we want to be there to assist through our years of experience in the freedom aspect. Am I going to preach? Yes, I'm still going to preach and teach here at the church. Many of you thought he preached last year when I asked him. The reality was I preached when he asked me. He's, I only preached when he asked me to preach. He asked me to preach far more than I did, but I said no many times because I felt like he needed to minister that message, not me that Sunday as the lead pastor of the church. So nothing's changing. It's just going to get better. Does that answer? I hope that just we're not going anywhere. Matter of fact, I turned down three opportunities to preach in other states just in the last couple of weeks that asked me to come on Sundays, and I don't feel to do that right now. I want to be here and be a part of what God is doing here right now. Uh, we have a big vision and burden for hurting pastors. As you know, a big part of this church is ministering to hurting and falling ministers and their families. And I'm going to be putting a lot more of my time in that aspect of the ministry too. And so what can you do? Here's what you can do, and here's what I'm going to ask you from Kathy and I. Number one is pray for Pastor Brad and Ashley. Put them in serious prayers. You've prayed for me, now pray for both of us that God will cover them, that he will give them wisdom and guidance and knowledge and discernment and, and let the vision expand in their heart and in their life as they lead this church. Be involved in our Saturday morning prayers if you can, at least once a month. Join us from 9 to 10 o'clock as we gather here in the sanctuary. And our Saturday morning prayers are geared for one thing, that's praying for today. Praying that our Sunday experience will be fruitful, it will be anointed, and that your family and your friends will come to know Jesus. So pray for Pastor Brad and Ashley. Number two is be patient with them. Let them be human. Give them the same grace that you've given me over the last 20 years. That Give them room to make mistakes. Give them room to not say it right or do it just right and let them grow with us as we grow in the church. Don't expect them to be so spiritual that they're not human beings. So pray for them. Be patient with them. Number three is be persistent. Is make a commitment that this is the vision that you want to be a part of and get involved in our small groups. You'll hear more about them in a moment. Get into the growth track if you've not been. Help us help you identify your passions and your gifts and then become part of the dream team that serves in one of our services each Sunday and let's make a difference and let's double that 207 to 500 people meeting Christ in 218 through our Sunday morning experience. And then number four is don't compare us. Don't, if Pastor Brad comes up and that, don't, well, Pastor Dan would have done it. I'm not your lead pastor anymore. I'm an overseer, a founding pastor that's going to be a part of everything covering the church, but let Pastor Brad lead. You don't have to like one of us and dislike the other. You can love us both and pray for us both. So don't compare. I can tell you now, if you come to me and go, well, Pastor Dan, you know, Pastor Brad, you... I'm going to stop it right there and go, he's your lead pastor, and he's my pastor. Pastor Brad is now my pastor, and I submit myself to him in front of you today 
that he's my pastor. And I'm honored to say that because I don't know another pastor in the nation that I would rather submit myself under. So I'm proud to be able to say my pastor is my son. I'm proud to say that. And so the last thing I want to say, now I'm still his dad. That doesn't change. But he's my pastor. And I'm proud of that. Last of all, the greatest thing you can do immediately is to come back today at 4 o'clock and help me celebrate installing my son as the lead pastor of this church. Come back today for one hour at 4 o'clock. We've got like 12 local pastors and some of their church coming. I want more of transformation people here than other churches. You get what I'm saying? So help me come today at 4 o'clock. Be early. Don't come at 4.15. Come early. Coffee's going to be here. So at 4 o'clock, this place is packed with TC people. And help me for one hour. We're going to worship. It's going to be very brief. And we're going to go in here and we're going to officially hand the, the mantle over to Pastor Brad today. And there's nobody I won't hear more than the TC people, our family. So do that. And it's going to be a great day for us. Amen? Amen. Well... You've been lead pastor for a week. How's the feel, bro? We have not rehearsed this, by the way. We have no notes. Our team asks us, where are the notes? There's not any. So we've not rehearsed what we're going to say today. Let's just say, let's just live it, man. Let's just do it raw. And so you've, how's it feel, man? It's good. You know, and we talk about this a lot. You know, I love, I love our church um, and I love every single one of you guys. And, and uh, I think one of the things that just makes this unique, you know, we spent a lot, we've been planning this for three years. Um, so we've been working behind the scenes for this moment for three years. Um, and, you know, in that three years, a lot of what we prepared ourselves for and a lot of what I prepared myself for personally was to become a, a pastor that would love each, each generation of people um, and, and embrace, you know, Transformation Church has always been a multi-generational church. So whether you're 15 or 50 or anywhere in between, that we're a house, we're a home for you. Um, whether you're black, white, yellow, red, Asian, whatever, like Hispanic, doesn't matter. We're a home for you. Um, and so one of the things that I have wanted to do and I've, I've, I've intentionally tried to accomplish over the last three years um, is to prove and show my genuine desire to care for each and every person in this church. Um, and I've, uh, I, I've, many of you I've got to know very, very well. Some of you I've only got to know a, a little bit. But what I have done is become very intentional about trying to find out who you were and, and, and how I can pray for you. And so I know, uh, you know, we talked about Jackie uh, and, and uh, one of his very close friends who ended up in the hospital, and, and I wanted to walk him through that. I wanted to know how that person was doing, and, and when the outcome wasn't what they expected, I wanted him to know that I was there, and that I cared, and that I love you, and that if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. And, and that's one example, and many of you have experienced, um, prayerfully have experienced um, being led over the past couple years um, by, by myself and my wife from a pastoral standpoint to the degree that you know that we love you. Um, and I think that if we show that we love you, then we can always preach truth um, and we can introduce grace and truth, which is what the Bible tells us we're supposed to do. Uh, and we can know that we're always going to be moving forward together to see people transformed from who they are into who God wants them to be, but to do that in such a powerful way. So it feels really good to be the lead pastor at the same time. Um, it doesn't feel like a lot has changed because 
because we've worked so hard to create an environment um, and create a house of honor. And uh, I just love every one of you guys. So thank you guys for coming back after last week. It's awesome. So <laughs> that, that, that was our statement. I, we both went home and go, how do you think they took it? We go, next Sunday will tell. Yeah, well, we'll know. <laughs> if we've oh, got 10 of, of us, they great. didn't take it well, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an empty building for a while. No, it's, uh, it's really, really good. And, and uh, you know, I, I went home a little while back, about six months ago, I went home and my wife knows me better than anyone else. First of all, I love you, baby. Um, I love you. She's watching right now. Um, and she's my queen. She's my world. And she's the strongest human being I've ever met in my life. And so you can honor her today. Um, absolutely. She's, uh, if she, she'll never preach on this stage. And if she does, you better listen very well, because that is 100% God. Okay, I'm just <laughs> letting you know right now, um, every word she'll be saying is anointed if she starts talking on a microphone. But she's, uh, I, she, I came home the other day, we've, we've known each other since third grade. She knows me better than anybody. And, um, and so I came home the other day and I was quiet. And if you've been around me long, you know, I love to laugh. I love to have fun. I believe life should be the biggest party in the world. And if you're not living out that way, then something's wrong with you, you know? So, um, but she, she asked me what's wrong. And I, I wasn't upset. I just wasn't full of life like I usually am. And I said, it's heavy today. And she said, what do you mean? And I just said, you know, at the time, six of you, different people, had family in the hospital, and I just found out a couple of you had family members that had passed away, and some of your kids were sick, and there's just a number of things going on in the congregation, and I was finding all about all of it in one day, and the I don't I don't want to use the word burden because that's a negative type of word, but the weight of carrying your spiritual lives and, and everything that we care about for you all set in at one time. And I felt it. Um, and she caught that. And she said, I said, it's just different now. And I said, I feel like I'm standing at the, at the bottom of a mountain and I'm about to try to climb this mountain. Um, and she looked at me and she said, but you've climbed that mountain a hundred times before talking about ministry. And I said, yeah, I said, but it's a different when you're following a guy and he says, all right, we're going to go left now. And you just blindly go left because he said, you're going to left. And now you're the guy and there's no one standing in front of you. And you're the one that has to decide left and right when you come up against something. And I said, so it's just a little bit different, but it's a good kind of different because we're going to see God do something miraculous through this season of ministry for this church. And we're going to see lives transformed in higher heights and in bigger wits and in bigger pots and more people than we've ever seen. Not because it's me, but because it's new and it's time that God takes us up to a new level. So it's not, it's not that God's going to do something great because it's me and it's not God's going to do something great because it's not pastor. It's that now is the season that we get to run a new race and a new way to introduce more people to Jesus and see more people transformed. And so we're ready to celebrate this year everything that God's going to accomplish in us and through us. So um, how does it feel? It feels really good. Am I nervous? A little bit, but I love all of you, and it seems that all of you love us too, so we're ready to run together. So amen. Yeah, we're ready to do that. Yeah. yeah. It, it goes back to, and we're going to hurry here, it goes back to praying for Pastor Brad. Do you know 1,700 pastors a month are quitting the ministry? And suicide amongst pastors has become rampant because of the stress and all that goes with all that. You've got to be a master of so many things today. And with what Pastor Brad is saying, I don't throw that into being negative. I'll throw that in to show reality that the weight that comes. How many are parents in here? Okay, multiply that by 500, and that's what he carries every day. Because he's a spiritual father over you no matter what your age is. 
That's the weight of a pastor. That's why 1700 a month are quitting. That's why we have pastor-to-pastor ministry to help them. And so really encourage you. I've been in and out of our meetings. I've intentionally pulled away from our staff meetings for really the last six months so that Pastor Brad could just be in there and lead and cast his vision, which goes right where the church has been, but now better. And then I've been back for the last month. And I want to tell you something. I'm in awe of the maturity, the clear vision, and the precise lanes that this team has got ready. We have an amazing staff in place. Amen. Nobody's gotten fired. I've been asked that. No one's been fired because of this. It, the team's already been being placed together. Now stronger than ever. And this group is ready to run. So you better get your fancy shoes off and put your running shoes on. Because we're fixing to go somewhere, go somewhere fast. And I'm excited about that. Amen. 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 So I think one of the things that's really unique in, in the things that we need to that I definitely want to talk about. You know, we talk about the freedom ministry. We talk about the freedom ministry. And I think it's important that we hone in on that for just a minute because what is that? And, and so freedom for us, it, it comes through small groups. Yes, there is, a free, there is a group of small groups that we're preparing to start right now called Freedom Groups. Um, and I wanted to talk about that because that's a big part of the vision moving forward. The three things we wanted to hone in on um, moving forward is stuff that's always been our heart, but it's kind of taken a backseat as we moved into the facility and, and all those things. And so we want to reintroduce. Number one is outreach. Um, and we want to we, we want to start reaching people for Jesus. And we're going to be creating a lot of opportunities. We have I Love My City Days where we're going to be going out and we're going to be how, how awesome would it be for 100 of us to meet in a park somewhere in a low income area, teach some kids how to read while we feed mom, dad and those kids and give them some supplies that would help them in that area. How awesome would that be as a church for us to do that? Right. So so there, that's just one of many uh uh, one of many things we want to do for the I Love My City days. So um, that's, that's one thing. But So we want to do outreach. We want to reach people for Jesus. That's huge. Um, and, and quite frankly, that's always been our heartbeat. That's, that's in pastor's blood, and now it's in, it, like, it runs through us. The second thing is discipleship. And, and uh, I, I think it's one thing to introduce people to Jesus, but we want to see some people. I think that 2 Corinthians 5.17 was literal when it says we become a new creation Old things are gone. All things become new. And if you are a small fraction of Jesus, the way I describe it is if it's still a lot of you with just a little bit of Jesus and you ain't got there yet, we still got some work to do in your life. Okay. Come like, or I'll say our life. Come on somebody. Like I still got, how many of y'all got a little bit of ways to go before you get to Jesus level, right? So we got, we got a few things to work on. So we, we want to disciple, but what does that look like? And I think that one of the biggest things that we need to talk about is freedom and, and what we believe is, uh, is that there's still part of us. How many, of God, how many of us will admit that we're still dealing with wounds, with hurts, with bitterness, with unforgiveness, with anger, with some things in our life? We're still dealing with some of those things that we haven't quite let go of just yet. And the best analogy I could give you, I, was, I, uh, I came home the other day. This has been a couple weeks ago, and Ashley had made dinner. Um, and I got home about, uh, about an hour and a half later than I was supposed to. And by that point, the candles were blown out and dinner was in the oven. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, it was not a good day at the Livingston house that day. And she gave me that look like, yeah, you were supposed to be here an hour ago. And so I was like, oh, I love you. She's like, don't start with me right now. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and so she, we, we went through that. And, and so she was, she was, her feelings were hurt. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, some of y'all looking at your house and like, you have to understand Ashley's cafe is open once a month. She, okay. So yeah. that was a big I deal. cook in our house. Okay. So if she cooks in our house, I better be there on time and I better eat it. Somebody, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so, 
So we were, I had come home and, and got there late, and, and she said, uh, she was upset, obviously. And I said, I'm sorry. And she said, it's fine, you know. And so she had forgiven me, but she hadn't let it go yet. Yeah, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? All the husbands know what you're talking about. Yeah, all the husbands are like, yeah, I know exactly what that means. So she she had forgiven me, but she hadn't let it go yet. And I think that's uh, that's where a lot of us are in our spiritual walk right now, that we've come to Jesus, we've said we're sorry, we've been forgiven, but we haven't really dealt with it yet. There's still some stuff. We still have some unforgiveness, some bitterness, some anger, some hurt, some addiction, some things in our life that we haven't got over just yet. Maybe someone hurt you a decade ago or five decades ago, and it has shaped the person you are today. And some of you are holding your spouses or your, or your spouse or your friends or whatever. You're holding them accountable to something that someone did to you 20 years ago. And I believe that there needs to be and there must be a level of freedom that gets introduced into your life so that we finally let that go once and for all and become everything Jesus destined for us to be. Um, and so I believe that happens through small groups, and this is how I think that happens. I believe all of us walk around with a mask on. It's the I'm fine mask, which is, hey, how are you doing today? I'm fine. And we're really not, right? What does fine mean? Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional, right? So, like, I'm fine. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 gotcha. So we do, we put on the I'm fine mask. So we walk into church, right? Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. You know, I'm good. You go to work. People ask you how you doing. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. But you're really not, right? You're hurting and you're broken and you just don't want anyone to know it. And here's the deal. Uh, Behind that mask is where we keep our addictions. It's where we keep our problems. It's where we keep our hurts. And we don't want to let just anyone see that. Why don't I take my mask off off in front of all of you? Because I don't trust all of you, right? Because I don't know all of you. Now I trust some of you. Right. And then I know some of you and I ain't taking my mask. No, I'm just kidding. Right. But we don't do that. Why? Because if I'm going to take this mask off, I have to show you the real me. Right. And so what we've what we want to do is create environments in our small groups where you can meet some people that you can learn to trust so that you can eventually take that mask off and you can show them the real you because you're never going to deal with the real you until you accept the fact that the real you is not the you you showed everyone else. That the real you has some problems. The real me has some problems that we have to deal with. And so when pastor talks about going into freedom, that makes me particularly excited. Because the way I explained it to someone yesterday was, you know, for 30 years, he has been the person that spiritually led me and poured into my life as an individual. And thus, here we are today, right? Now, he doesn't have to focus on pouring into just me. He gets to focus on to pouring into Every person that steps into the ministry underneath him, whether it's in the Freedom Hub, whether it's through small groups, whether no matter where it's at. So people are asking, some people are like, oh, I can't believe he's leaving. He's not leaving. I can't believe he's stepping down. He's not stepping down. He's stepping up into a role where he can do in 20, 30, or 40 of your lives what he was only able to do in just mine. And that should make some of you very, very excited because we get to unlock some purpose in your life this year and watch God do something that he hasn't been able to do in the last 10, 20, 30, or 40 years for some of your lives. So, I, man, I'm ready to run in that particular lane. I'm really, really excited about that. So the freedom is going to come through that. So um, I'm, I'm particularly excited about a few things. And we kind of want to roll those out to you very, very quickly um, about the lanes that we're running in. So we talk about outreach. We talk about discipleship, um, prayer. All those things are, are lanes that I think are huge and that we're, gonna, we're going to focus on moving forward. The great part is those aren't new. We're just going to take new angles on how we're going to accomplish them. 
Uh, how do you guys know ministry has changed? How many of you guys know life has changed over the last five years, right? I was watching a show from like 1999, and they were like, we need to find out something. And they were going to the library to get an encyclopedia. And I was like, why don't they just Google it on their phone? Oh, wait, they can't, right? So like life has changed a lot. Therefore, ministry has changed a lot. Um, and early on in our early years, we kind of took a shotgun approach to ministry, which is like just blast everything away. And whoever comes, comes, you know, and now we want to take some very precise measures on getting people uh, into the house. And so here's a few things that we wanted to introduce to you. First of all, we're for outreach. Um, we're going to be doing a number of ways. We're going to serve our communities to accomplish outreach. But then we also want to help you uh, give you tools to invite people um, to the church. So the first one is how many guys have had such a transformation in your life that some of you have people like asking, man, what is it that's different about you? Like, what is it that's changing you? Like, there's something so different about you. I need to know what that is. Well, we have cards that say, come and see on them. Like, listen, you want to know what it is here? Come and see, like, come with me Sunday and see what's transforming my life. Obviously, it's not us as a church. It's Jesus. But how many guys know, I believe Sunday mornings is a great place for them to find Jesus right here at Transformation Church. So we have cards that say, come and see. And I want you to give those out to anyone that's been asking you. The second one, how many guys know some people in your life right now, they need a fresh start in life? Like they need, they, they just, they've been running a hard race for a long time and they need a fresh start. We have cards that say a fresh start. And I want you to give this to them and say, hey, listen, I know you've been running this hard race for a while, but I think it's time for God to do something brand new in your life. And I want you to join me this Sunday and give them this card and invite them to have a fresh start with you. Right. So the next one. Um, how many guys have some, have maybe have friends, you have family member, you know, some coworkers that in their life, they tend to run it alone and they need a place to belong. They need a place to call home. We have cards that say a place to belong on them. Okay. So uh, we got very literal with our interpretations of invitation, right? Um, because what we know is that 80% of people in America right now want one of three things. They either want a group to belong to, they want a new beginning in their life because they're not happy, or they just want something to start over, um, and they want to be part of something that other people are part of. These three answer every one of those. So every person you come across in life is in one of these, one of these three places, so how awesome would it be next Sunday if we had 40 new people here at TC because we started handing out these cards and ministering to people where they were, not asking them to come to where we are? And can I say it's a proven fact that eight out of 10 people you personally invite will say yes and three will come. So if each of us just go out this week and invite 10, eight will say yes and three will be here next Sunday. How awesome would it be to have 1,500 people here next Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Pretty awesome. It's not that Standing difficult. Standing room only, folks. You it's know not what that mean? difficult. So I challenge you, get these cards. Get out there to you. 67% of Escambia County does not go to church anywhere. So the harvest is ready. Let's get the cards and let's go do our part. Amen. This one, we've actually had these in the lobbies for quite some time now, but I wanted to kind of give you some direction on how to use them properly. The next thing is called the Pay It Backwards Initiative. You guys have heard of pay, Paying It Forward, right? We want to start a Pay It Backwards Initiative. And I want you to grab a stack of these, and every time you go through a drive through somewhere, I want you to pay for the person behind you. Give the person at the window this card and say, hey, hand this to the person behind me and let them know uh, that Jesus loves them. And so, you don't have to tell them that, but just say, hand, hand them this card and let them know I paid for their meal. It says, something extra to show you God loves you. 
The story behind these is pretty powerful. We, uh, we had a lady send us an email a while back. We've been doing this for four years. We had a lady send us an email a while back. She had um, dropped her daughter off at her mom's house and she was gonna get something to eat and she was gonna go take her life. She had decided a life wasn't worth living and so she was gonna commit suicide. And she went through a McDonald's drive-through, which I don't know how bad life has to be for McDonald's to be your last choice, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm going I'm, to Jackson's. I, yeah, I might've, I might've got a credit card. You know, like, hey, whatever. <coughs> Ring this bill up at Jackson's to go or something. But anyway, so she, she, uh, she went to the McDonald's drive-through and, and before she left her house that day, she said, God, if you're really there, show me that you love me. So she dropped her daughter off. She went through the McDonald's drive-through. Somebody from TC paid for her meal. And this card, they gave her her meal and gave her this card, something extra showing you that God loves you. And she, she, she said that she just, she stopped the whole drive-through line because she fell apart in tears at that window. I'm sure there were some upset people behind her <laughs> waiting on their chicken nuggets, but she, she got the message that God loved her. She came home and she sent us an email the next day and she told us the story that I just told you. And how many broken people out there are just looking for a little bit of hope and a little bit of direction to know that God loves them? I don't know who that person was from Transformation Church. Thank you, whoever you are. I don't know who you are. To this day, we haven't figured out who the person was yet. But what I know is that, that we transformed a life that day. God transformed a life that day. And he got to use one of us and it cost whoever it was $5.36. And it cost them a moment of reflection to go, let me just take this small second out of my day and think beyond just me. And let me think about the person that's behind me. And so what could we accomplish at Transformation Church if all of us said that every day from now on, we're gonna have something to give somebody to put hope in front of a world that's hopeless and introduce Jesus to a community that so desperately needs him. 67% of our county doesn't go to church anywhere. And I, that tells me we got a lot of work to do. Because I know when I, I drive to get to our church, I drive past like 150 churches or something because there's one literally everywhere. Um, and that's okay, every church has its calling. So I'm not bashing that, that's fine. What I'm saying is if there's church on every corner, but 67% of our county still isn't going, that means that there's a lot of opportunity for your coworkers and your family members and your friends and your neighbors to get introduced to a Jesus that loves them. And let's see some lives transformed. And so what I wanna encourage you is I want you to grab however many of these you want. If we run out today, we'll order more. That's the great part about these is we can always get more. I want you to grab whichever ones you feel like. Some of you already have people in your mind right now. You know exactly who you're gonna give one of these to. Grab one for that person and grab a stack. We've got thousands of these. Grab as many of these as you want and start the Pay It Backwards initiative. And how many of you guys will join me and say, we're gonna make a difference in, some, in at least one person's life from now on every day 
using one of these tools. How many guys will join me? I'm going to do it. I'm, we're going to do this. So how many guys will join me? Let's, let's see God transform some people's lives. Let, let me say, he didn't say what he did in first service. A word of wisdom, if you go through a drive-thru, <laughs> ask them how much is the ticket. Yeah, make sure they're not buying breakfast for the whole Before you say office. I'm paying for it, learn from my mistake <laughs> because I paid lunch for a whole office. Yeah. Okay? Because once you say I'm paying for it, you're paying for it. Yeah. All right. So lesson learned. Yeah. But what a great tool in a Walmart line or in a line because I, I used it. I like using them there too when always see above how much it is. But I did that with a lady and it didn't impact her like it did the cashier. The cashier woman literally went down to her knees crying. She was angry at life and angry. And she got up and she walked around and hugged me in a Walmart line just thanking me for caring for somebody else. And I'm not saying that for me. I'm saying what a simple way to make an impact, to show the grace and the love of Jesus. And, and I know our time's about gone, but can you take 60 seconds? Because you're out there inviting people to come over the next month. What's ahead for the next few weeks, real quick, so that they'll know what they're inviting people yeah, to? Yes, so, so next week, man, we're gonna do, a, we're doing a big Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so we're gonna party up in here next week, man. We're gonna do a message centered around the Super Bowl, and we're gonna have a good time next week. So come next week, we're gonna talk about what it means, what it means to win on God's team. Um, and so, man, bring some people next week. We'd love to meet your coworkers, and, and they'll definitely get a message that'll change their life. And then throughout the rest of February, we're doing a series called Family Matters. Um, and so in that, we're going to be talking about matters of the family. So the first one is we're going to be talking about, uh, we're focusing on I Do, which is the Sunday uh, following the marriage conference. Speaking of, if you haven't signed up for the marriage conference, sign up for the marriage conference. We had a men's meeting yesterday, and we challenged the men. I said, your wife is your gift from God. She should be the number one thing you're, you're investing in, and you better be coming to this marriage conference to figure out how to love her better, because if you're not, then what are you doing? That's not, I actually was a, lot, a little harder on our men yesterday, but y'all don't need to know what I said. So, um, but I, you know, essentially I said, if you, if you can come and you don't, you're a scrub, you need to quit lying to yourself about calling yourself a man. That's what I said to the men yesterday. That, that's where the father stepped in and said, you need to weaken that scrub, okay? Because that's... Yeah, well, but, uh, so anyways, we, uh, <laughs> so we, uh, but we did, man. Now, obviously, if you, you got somewhere you got to be, you're working out of town, don't misunderstand what we're saying, you know, um, but what, what we are saying is if you can make it and you can learn how to love your wife better, you better be here. Otherwise, quit calling her your prize if you're not willing to invest in her. Um, and so I love, my wife is my queen, man. If I, if there's someone that can teach me how to love her better, I need to show up, man, and figure out how I can love her the best way possible. And I challenge all you men to, to join us in that. Um, but so we're the first, the second week of February, we're doing a, a, a message called I do. Um, and so we're going to learn how we can be better in our marriages. The third week, we're going to be doing a, a, a message on relationships. Um, and then the last week we're going to be doing a message called hold up, turn to your neighbor and say, hold up. We're going to be doing a message on accountability. If you don't have somebody in your life saying, hold up, when you're about to make a terrible decision, then you need to get some more people in your life that will. Um, so you need to have somebody. There needs to be someone in your, in your family. There needs to be someone in your life that has the, the password to your cell phone, your computer, your iPad, your whatever, that can look into your life and call you out on anything at any time. I love the way Pastor Aaron James puts it when he says that you need to have someone in your life that knows enough about you that they could destroy you if they wanted to, but loves you so much that they don't. So we're going to talk about accountability that week. And so we've got uh, a great series ahead. And so how many guys know that there's some stuff that we could, that we got some friends that could learn something on some of these weeks to come. So man, join us for that. We'd love to have you out and invite some people. So that's where we're going. So, um, hey, listen, we, we, we want to wrap this up. Here's the deal, folks. We want to, we want people to know God. 
We want people to find freedom. We want people to discover their purpose, right? And, and here's what I wanna challenge you. We're in a new season in life where Pastor Dan is stepping into a founding pastor role, which is awesome. I'm stepping into a lead pastor role. And, and um, man, our, our staff is full of rock stars right now. And let me just pause for a second. We need to officially do this. Probably we'll, we'll pick a week and do this. But um, my boy Adam back here on the piano. Uh, how many guys love Adam just leading worship with us, man? We love you. And his bride, soon to be uh, Anna. Is, uh, so Adam and Anna are taking over the worship team. They're the new worship leaders here at Transformation Church. Um, and again, if you didn't see that coming, you're blind too, because... Uh, Man, they've been, they've been just leading our team so well and leading this congregation so well in worship. So, man, thank you guys so much. But uh, we're, we're running, and we've, we've got a lot of work to do in a good way. But here's my challenge to you. Bringing people on Sundays is one thing. Get into a small group. That's the next thing. Uh, next week, next Sunday, um, after each service, we had to push it back a week because of weather. So next Sunday, the food trucks are coming. After both services, we're gonna have food trucks out there. We're gonna have a party out there and you're gonna be able to sign up for some small groups to remove that wrath, remove that mask and let some people get into your life, okay? So we're gonna create those opportunities for you. And then growth track, we want you to discover your purpose. Here's the deal. Is not, you haven't really truly learned how to live until you've learned how to live making a difference in someone else's life. And so Growth Track is how we do that right after service today. If you say, you know what, Pastor Brad's in a transition, Pastor Dan's in a transition, and Pastor Justin, our new executive pastor, is in a transition, and Adam and Anna are in a transition. You know what, I wanna get in a transition too. I think it's time that I step into something new. And if that's you today, and you say, man, I wanna step into something brand new right after service today, immediately after service, I want you to go through our double doors back there, Dream Team Central. And I want you to come check out our grow track. We're gonna be doing step four today. We're gonna feed you a lunch, but we wanna help you discover your purpose uh, and get you plugged into how you can step into your new season as we're stepping into ours. And let me tell you something, ministry and what God wants to do in your life, that wasn't reserved for pastors. That's something for everybody. And God has a new season he wants to introduce you to. And all you gotta do is take one step take one step and your next step is today right after service all you all you got to do is just walk through the double doors we'll show you everything else so i'm asking you to show up through those double doors after service today and let's figure out how god wants to move you into your next season all right child, child care child care, is provided. child care is provided you don't have to bring your kids in there they ain't got to run up the walls or nothing we got it all taken care of so and if your kid is checked in right now you don't even have to go and check you just come you can come straight there okay um and then, but here's what we want to do because we don't ever, we never miss a service. And joining the, joining the dream team, going to Grow Track, joining the dream team will get you kicked off on making a difference in people's lives. Because I believe that there's something inside of all of us that needs to make a difference in people's lives. Maslow's hierarchy of needs proved that the one thing that most people are missing in their life is the need to make a difference. And so we can do that by joining the dream team. We'll help you just go through those double doors. But before we leave today, one thing we never do because we refuse to ever have a church service at TC where we don't give people who are away from God the opportunity to come to God. And so I wanna ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes as we wrap this up. Because many of you are, are sitting out there and you're like, hey, this, this is great. This is not what I expected you know, at, at church today, but um, God, no matter what we talk about up here, it doesn't matter, God has the ability to tug on your heart and reveal to you your need for him in your life. 
And if you're sitting out there today and, and you say, hey, pastor, I, I, I think that this transition opportunity is great. And even the, I think joining a small group is great and going through growth track is great. But I need to get step one done first. I need Jesus to take control of my life. If you're out there, maybe you're a good person. Or maybe you're not. But you say, none of those things are going to get me into heaven. See, here's the beauty of the gospel, folks. Is that the Bible says that none of us are righteous. Not one. Myself included. I need Jesus every day. And since none of us are righteous, we have to give our life to Christ. And what does that look like? We have to put our faith in him. And we have to confess our sins, put our faith in Jesus that when he died on the cross, he paid for my sins. And wherever you're at today, Jesus loves you and he wants to transform your life. And if you're out there and you say, Pastor, I, I, I know that I'm not right with God, but more importantly, I know that I need to put my faith in Jesus. I need to be saved today. I need to accept the love of Christ and I need to put my faith in him and I need to become transformed. I need to become a new person in Jesus. And if that's you, we want to pray for you today. And here's what we're going to ask. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to point you out. No one's going to know this is between you and God. But here's what I want to ask you to do is if that's you today, you say, Pastor, I want to be saved. I want to give my life to him. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I just want to invite you to raise your hand right now. God bless you. God, hands are already going up. God, I told you, I'm not going to embarrass you. I don't want to point you out. I need to be saved today, Pastor. Before I figure out my purpose, God bless you. Once you put it up, you can put it down. I need to, I need to give my life to Jesus, Pastor. I need to, that's the first step for me before I can do anything else. I want to, I want to give my life to Christ today. God bless you. Hands have already gone up. More hands. Here's what we want to do. We want to pray today. And if you're watching us on live stream or if you're in this room, you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved. Then here's what we want to do. I want you to pray this prayer after me and the whole church is going to pray it with you. So you're not praying it by yourself. And this prayer doesn't make you saved. What this prayer is doing is acknowledging that you need to be saved. And because you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, you now are saved. And that you're becoming a brand new person, not to go back to our sins but to become brand new in Jesus. So here's what we're gonna do. The whole church is gonna pray with us. And if you raise your hands or you didn't, but you wanna confess your faith in Jesus today, pray this with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe you lived a perfect life. Then you died on the cross and you, you resurrected three days later, through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, you paid a price for me. I believe in you. I want to follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, put your hands together for all those that prayed that, perhaps the very first time. Awesome, awesome. We celebrate with you.